But now, on the radio, dialing in is my friend Mark Jaffe. Mark, are you there? I am here, speaking of funky dogs. (laughs) Uh, Well, Mark is the CEO of the Children's Learning Center, one of Stanford's largest nonprofits that serves about 1,500 uh, providing early childhood education to children's ages six weeks to five years. His background is in publishing and media technology, and he's had a broad range of jobs with with names like Simon & Schuster leading its uh, video and software publishing operations. But very famously, Mark held a prominent leadership position at Rodal, where he oversaw the launch of one of that company's biggest hits, the South Beach Diet franchise. And he also has a big birthday coming up this week. So happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Hey, Mark, Thank before, before we talk about everything mental health and Children's Learning Center, just tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you arrived and evolved to where you are today. Uh, well, you know, I come out of the private sector, as you mentioned, and in fact, educated originally as a lawyer. And um, but uh, I liked uh, I liked doing the deals rather than papering the deals. So I migrated over to the business side and and I found myself running publishing companies and media companies. And and while I was doing that, Rob, I also helped found about 30 years ago, a wonderful nonprofit in East Harlem called Harlem RBI. And that came out of my passion for baseball. And uh, and an interest in working with youth, and so we built two baseball fields in East Harlem, and actually RBI stands for Reviving Baseball in the Inner Cities. But it was a youth development program, um, and it evolved. Uh, and and, and by the by the way, I'm not going to hold it against you that you're a Yankees fan and not a Mets fan, but but that's <laughs> a conversation for another day. Go Yankees. Well, well, in some ways, I'm by Timor, and I know that's offensive to some, but I, I actually appreciate, because of Harlem RBI, I appreciate both the Yankees and the Mets because uh, they're, they're good corporate citizens, and that was important. And we had great, great support. Uh, said, said, like, said like a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but Harlem RBI is now branded Dream, and we ended up, um, the, our original Dream was not only to have kids playing baseball, but actually to, to start a charter school. Uh, and, and we did that um, oh, about uh, 10 years ago. And so now there's a dream charter school. And so hmm. more recently, as I exited my last company, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to give back. I wanted to um, make a difference and have an impact. And I don't think that there's anything that's more impactful in, in the education sphere than early childhood education. And I think it is under-acknowledged, under-appreciated, and terribly under-supported. And, yeah. That, um, yeah, I was so, going to say, there, there, you've, over the years, you've shared with me some of the data around that, and there's that important uh, work by uh, the Professor Heckman in Chicago showing that if you take all the different categories of education – um, his research shows that the area that has the highest return over time on the investment to the society, the social return, is early childhood, which is fascinating. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's right. We should only get that kind of return 
which is about 13% per annum on our on our portfolio <laughs> that that um, one gets um, based on long-term longitudinal studies from from a quality early childhood education. Hey, Mark, um, with the, with the yeah. theme, thank you. With the theme of our show being kind of mental health, yeah. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about this revolutionary work that you've been doing with Dr. Welsh over at Com- Columbia University around the mental and emotional well-being of of preschool children? Sure, my pleasure. So. Look, and, and the background to that, obviously, we're, we're all very concerned about a mental health crisis in America, and, and it certainly has been exacerbated uh, by COVID. And, um, and, and, uh, and that applies to our families, many of whom are working class, are, are lower income. Um, they've been hit really hard. Uh, many have lost their jobs, so there's dislocation. And um, and so with 90 percent of the brain being developed by the time one is five years old and critically, and we take a holistic approach to a child, their social and emotional development is being impacted. So we started several years ago to work with uh, Dr. Welch at at uh, Columbia. It's called the Nurture Science Program and the Family Nurture intervention. And unlike other work that we had done, for instance, with Yale and their Center for Emotional Intelligence, that was cognitive, sort of brain-based. And the work we're doing with Dr. Welch is, is focused on the autonomic nervous system and the stomach, which is, you know, many people call the second brain. And and um, and it's about emotional connection. So so I, I, for for those of you you know listening to the radio program now driving on ninety five, I want you to think about this for a minute. The the second brain that's actually hitting the blinkers right now is in your stomach, not your head. So uh, I thought I'd give that visual out to people. Go ahead, Mark. Can Mark Jaffe well, continues? Yeah, no, and, and 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 in a very real way, you know, if if you've got an upset stomach, you can't think straight. So yeah, uh, um, uh, you know that that hits us all. Um, and, and so um, this this work that we've been doing is around emotional connection. So it's not just with the child in isolation. Mm. It's actually about the relationship and the connection between a mother and child. So what we have found is that many children uh, who demonstrate dysregulated or out of control behavior, it's because they're just, they're not connected to the, their mother in, in, in the way they could be. And so, and so we, we go through these calming sessions, working in dyads, working as duos, as mother and child closely uh, uh, with each other, um, and uh, and what we have found in this work is that the children's behavior improves and quickly, um, and the mother's becomes less depressed. And so in that regard, it's a win-win. And, of course, in our classroom, what that means is that child is behaving better, but all of the sort of the ripple effects from a child who's out of control, that also dissipates hmm. right so it's much easier for our teachers and um and of course it allows a child to be able to co-regulate 
as well then with our teachers, um, which wouldn't be possible if they can't co-regulate with their their parents. Right. So if I hear you correctly, you you first summarized some of the work that you and Dr. Welch have been doing in terms of this family nurturing intervention. Then you went on to tell us a bit beyond the research about how you're working with both the preschoolers and their mothers at the Children's Learning Centers in Stanford, correct? Right, right. And, and you know, it, what's also interesting about this work, uh, Rob, is that, of course, it started several years ago, and it started in person. And so then, of course, COVID came along, very disruptive. But um, we were actually able to continue that work in a virtual environment. Um, and and we were very pleased about that because what it means is it really provides for the opportunity to scale it and to be able to make it available to more and more uh, children and more and more uh, families. Yeah! So that, wow! So awesome! Win. So awesome! And uh, you know we'll be there on your side helping you uh, get that message out on that research and also about the great work that. Uh, Children's Learning Centers is doing. Tell us, give us a little bit on Children's Learning Centers so we know a little bit more about where you are and and how we can get in touch with you if we wanted to help. Sure. So so we're actually the second largest center-based program in the state of Connecticut. So on any given day, we have, you know, 950 children uh, in eight centers in Stamford, Connecticut. But our impact, of course, is significantly beyond that. And so, for instance, we run the state-funded child development and school readiness programs. We also run the federal Head Start program, and that's in support of not only Stanford, but Greenwich and Darien. Um, and, and, And critically, our parents, of course, are the workforce economy. And, and by the way, you know, right, one of the misnomers around nonprofits is that we're a cost center on the quite the contrary. We're an economic engine. And so our, our parents, you know, are, are, uh, are the largest employers of our parents at Stanford Hospital, for instance. Mm. So we're really critical to, to getting the economy back running and humming. And in fact, we have been open fully open since last June, so 13, 13 months ago. And, um, uh, and, you know, we feel good about that. Uh, wow, that's great. really good about that. How, how can people, what's the best uh, website way or way to people, people yeah. to learn about you? Yeah, so you can go to CLCFC, that's CLCF as in Frank, C, dot org. That's our website. Um, and, you know, you can contact me at, uh, at Mark Jaffe, that's with a C and one E, Mark Jaffe at at clcstanford.org. And we are, uh, Band Central's excited. We're going to be performing on October 7th in a, uh, uh, an event uh, to support yeah. uh, uh, CLC. Anything you could say about that? Or, or well, do people have to wait for our fall tour announcement? <laughs> well, yeah, October 7th, it's going to be at our CLC William Pitt facility, which is our largest. It actually has uh, has about... 350 children in it a typical day um and um uh, and we're looking forward to it being a really uh a warm and engaging uh opportunity for us to sort of show off a little bit 
Well, Mark, thank you. We've been listening to Mark Jaffe, the CEO of the Children's Learning Center. This is Rob Freed, and you're listening to uh, Band Central Radio on WPKN. Mark, I want to bid you goodbye by playing a Graham Nash tune of hope called We Can Change the World. Take care, Mark. Thanks, Rob.